Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 166 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the dreamscaping, synchronicity-loving, sidewalk-oracles-obsessed creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. Happy solstice! Full strawberry moon and Sagittarius, everybody! Woohoo! Technically, that all happened yesterday and last night, but I'm still riding the vibage. I'm excited about it. I know so many of you are, too, because I follow you on social media. (laughs) It was a really intense day. Well, first of all, there was a massive heat wave. We had heat advisories going on all week leading up to the solstice. And then holy cow, at one point it was 120 in my car. So (laughs) it was, it was an amazing day for so many reasons, but it was deep and wide and heavy with emotion. Big things happened. One that I would love to share with you, but not here, not today, because today's episode is all about fun and games. And I actually might, knowing me, get all choked up trying to share that. And we all know there's no crying in baseball or magical games for magical people, which is the title of today's show. So maybe I will share it in my next newsletter. If you if you signed up to get the free ebook, Hippie Witch, you should be getting my newsletters. I send them out every weekend. So maybe this weekend, if I can find the right words to convey, <laughs> just to convey what happened in a way that might actually be relevant to you and your life, I might do that. Because I'm always trying to keep you in the forefront of my mind with everything that I create, whether I succeed or not is another thing, but that's my intention is to be of service to you. Um, That's why I am here, even though it is fun doing this at the same time. And it's interesting too, how the more personal we get when we're sharing something, the more universal a message seems to be. So life is funny like that and endlessly entertaining to me and interesting. And in case you are new to the show or you haven't listened in a while, let me just quickly bring you up to speed before I get rolling here today by saying that I like to work with monthly themes around here. I've been doing that now for a long time. And uh, sorry, (laughs) I did not burp in your ear but I was chugging some sparkling water before the show. So I did it away from the microphone. (laughs) Just so you know, TMI. Um, I like to work around monthly themes and this month's theme is signs, symbols, and synchronicities. And it is entirely inspired by Robert Moss's super fun 
totally excellent book, Sidewalk Oracles, which I know so many of you now own and are loving. How fun is this book? It's not a book for reading. It is a book for doing, or more specifically, playing, because the way the book is set up, it's set up as a book of games. He, Robert Moss, the author, he is so full of it. I mean, the book is wall-to-wall information, and you will learn a lot reading this book, even though you may already work with signs, symbols, and synchronicities, which is, what is it? I've got it sitting here. Playing with signs, symbols, and synchronicity in everyday life. If you already do this, and you're like, I don't need that book, because I I think you do, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Robert Moss is going to remind you of how fun and exciting it is and that that's a very real spiritual practice and that it's absolutely fun. So while there's a lot of information in this book and it makes a great read, he also, a large section of the book, is just sharing these games, which is why today we are calling the show Magical Games for Magical People. And I hope to really get into here today two of the games that I think are especially interesting Um, But first, synchronicity. I wanted to talk about that briefly because when I was, uh, when you set up an episode on Blog Talk Radio, there's a space to put tags so people can find your show. Thank you so much for those of you who leave me reviews on iTunes because that's another way that people can find the show. So if you love it and you know how to leave an iTunes review, some people don't know how. If you know how to do that, please leave me a review because it will help. If you like the show, it'll help other people find it. And I always get a huge kick out of that. But anyway, I was doing the tags and I went to put synchronicity in (laughs) as one of the tags and synchronicity came up. And my first thought was like, oh, no, if I've been every time I do a tag, am I writing synchronicity? Because you can see 10 people have used that tag. And knowing me, I might be all 10 of those people. Um, but because I'm working with Robert Moss, I'm like, I, I can't let that go. I have to know what I was. So I Googled synchronicity (laughs) to see like, is this a thing? And there's over 11,000 hits on Google for synchronicity. And as far as I can tell, they're all, they're all just misspellings of synchronicity. And I went diving into the etymology to see if there was some like interesting meaning when you break the word up and not so much, not really. Uh, luminosity came up and Gnostic, but they're not technically the same thing. So I kind of dropped that ball. But while I was going down that rabbit hole, I did, by the way, I put synchronicity and synchronosity <laughs> in my tags for people who can't spell, people like me. I am the typo queen. Um, anyway, I, I, was, I came across Kronos. Um, Kronos is the personification of time in pre-Socratic philosophy and later literature. It is a root word of synchronicity, Kronos. Uh, And Robert Moss talks about it in the book. Um, But if you're still looking to create a kind of mystical pantheon of archetypes for yourself to work with and you love synchronicity, Kronos might be your guy. In Greek, it's actually spelled with a K. Uh, I personally have just started working with him around my chronic tardiness. And chronic 
is another word that is derived from Kronos. <laughs> so these things just, this is, I think this is how Robert Moss, such an engaging book. He was just like, oh my gosh, and this links to this and this and this and this and this word means this. So uh, today on my little rabbit hunt, um, looking at synchronicity, I landed on, uh, let me say too, I just had an experience of being late that totally kicked my butt. I had been looking forward to going to this sound bath meditation at Spellbound Sky. I've been posting on it about it on the internet. And I was meeting up with a, a new person I had never met before in person. I'd only met her online and I was late. I have my reasons, my excuses, but I was late. And they locked me out. <laughs> So I got locked out of the meditation and I was stuck in a part of town where there really wasn't much to do while I killed time. Part of what made me late was circling and circling and circling the block, trying to find a parking spot in a panic. I drove up on the curb like a fool. I went running up and found out I got locked out, but I didn't want the, the woman I was meeting with to think I was flaking out on her. So I had like an hour and a half to kill <laughs> in, in the super heat of the day. And it gave me a lot of time to really think about this habit. And that's when I was like, I'm going to think I'm going to start working with the archetype of Kronos because this is something I've tried to break in myself. I've gotten better at it, but this is a habit I would like to break. So uh, that's why I started really working with it. Um, but today I found an article on GaiaMind.org um, called An Introduction to Archetypal Astro Astrological Analysis by Richard Tarnas, PhD. It is so good. And so I, I took a little chunk out to share with you because I think it's awesome. So let me read. He says, la -di -da -di -da. the Saturn archetype is associated with the Greek mythic figure of Kronos, the stern father of the gods, the Roman Saturn, called the Greek malefic in traditional astrology it is associated with such archetypal figures as fate father time death and the grim reaper in Jungian and archetypal psychology saturn is often called the senex saturn represents the hard structures of things remember my episode called the structure of freedom ding 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 saturn's all over that so saturn represents the hard structure of things, the reality principle, the bottom line. It is in many ways the opposite of Jupiter in nature, where Jupiter expands and grants success, Saturn contracts and inhibits. Where Jupiter is liberal and magnanimous, Saturn is conservative and strict. Where Jupiter uplifts, Saturn oppresses. Indeed, Saturn can well seem to be a one-sidedly negative planet in the astrological pantheon, though in fact, the situation is much more complicated. Saturn opposes and limits, but in doing so, it grounds, forges, gives our soul substance and gravitas, I love that word. It makes us real. In an important sense, Saturn is the ruler of the birth chart itself, for Saturn is time, chronos, as well as that which fixes a moment in time, creates through birth a separate embodiment of reality, and then sustains and works out through time all the meaning and challenges of that 
archetypal moment. Whew, I did not know that was going to take so long to read, but how good is that? How good is that? And if you're in the private group of the Psycho Spiritual of the Year, you know I was working with um, a Saturn flying ointment that I bought from Sarah Ann Lawless last night. Uh, someone, there's a recipe in the summer solstice module for witchy dream tea. And someone else was talking about making like a witchy dream ointment. And I was like, that reminds me, I have this Saturn flying ointment. And I was like, astral plane, here I come because I'm drinking the witchy tea and I'm using the Saturn ointment. So again, with the synchronicity now, like landing on this thing about Saturn today. And uh, a while back, I posted on Instagram and then I think Facebook too, a picture of the chariot card in Tarot. And um, I cut and pasted this for you too. It's a cut and paste reading kind of day. Um, I don't always do this, but today I didn't even know what I was going to talk about today. And then once I sat down and started thinking about it, it was like, blah, I couldn't stop. So I just started cutting and pasting things. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get through this in enough time. Um, I wrote Jupiter, which represents vision and expansion, is square Saturn, which represents reality hard work until June 14th. These, so I wrote this a while ago. Um, these two energies can sometimes want to go in two totally different directions, but when they are focused together on one common goal, look out world, it's magic. Be the charioteer this June, the charioteer this June, and see what kind of awesomeness comes of that. I've had that in my mind all June, thinking about bringing these two energies together, because if you don't know Tarot, that the chariot card is about these two horses. They're usually black or white. Sometimes they're represented by sphinxes, different different animals. But generally, it's these two horses that kind of want to run in different directions. And the, chariot, the charioteer's job is to make sure they go in the same direction so you can actually move forward in your life. And that's what this um, square that we just experienced astrologically was about. And... Uh, Astrology is a highly symbolic language that works really well with other symbolic languages like Tarot and Kabbalah and all kinds of archetype work. So there's just layers and layers and layers. If you watched last Thursday's video that I posted, um, I talked about how to create your own book of signs. So you can really get into this stuff in a very specific journal, which again, I did not come up with that idea. It's Robert Moss's idea. I did call it the book of signs because I think he, he recommends, he talks about creating a book of secrets. Um, but on the cover page of mine, I wrote down the main like visual symbols I like to work with. And then I've been tracking the synchronicities in my life and talking about things like this Jupiter, Saturn, Kronos, all of that stuff. It's personal to me. Um, and synchronicity is very personal in that way. But then, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, it's interesting how you drill down into the personal and it starts to become universal. And I think that's how astrology comes into play with it. Um, and then today, I want to kind of give you another way, if you like, you know, the idea of creating a book of signs. This is what I want to talk, one of the things I want to talk about today is kind of just like that. So you could do one or the other, you can play around with both and see which, which, which you prefer. Um, of the two games I want to talk about today, one is super crafty and involved. And that's the one that I'm saying is kind of like the book of signs. And then the other is more for those of you who 
it's more for those of you who like your magic on the go and perhaps for whom mindfulness is a cornerstone of your spiritual practice. Actually, let's start with that one because I have already talked about uh, this game in depth in an episode. I didn't call it a game at the time, but it was almost three years ago to the day today in an episode called Walking the Spiral Path Toward Expansion. So if you like what I'm about to say and want to hear more, because I'm just going to quickly read from the book so I can move on to the other thing, um, I recommend scrolling through my episodes back to June 25th, 2013 on iTunes or just clicking on the Hippie Witch tab of the navigation bar at the top of my website to scroll down to that episode there. Uh, But so one of the games in Sidewalk Oracles that Robert Moss recommends playing is called Looking for the Spiral question mark. That's why I'm referring you back to that episode, Walking the Spiral Path Toward Expansion. Very, very similar ideas. Um, the theory is almost identical to what I talk about in that episode. But the thing about Robert Moss is he's Robert Moss. <laughs> you can just tell that he has so much fun. He's super passionate and turned on by talking about this stuff. Dream work and playing around with science symbols and synchronicity. So he's going to present it to you in a totally different way. Um, But I will read to you what he says about looking for the spiral question mark in your life. This is why it's a good mindfulness practice because this is something you can do at work or in your car or in the shower. He says to walk the spiral path in life is to notice each time you you come to a choice or a situation that resembles one you have encountered before. And then apply what you can learn from the past experience to avoid repeating mistakes. The secret logic of our lives is revealed through resemblances. In the school of life, lessons are repeated until we graduate from each class. Uh, So that's how life rhymes. I don't, was it on a podcast episode or video? I don't remember. I said at some point this month that I love that he talks about rhyming. I think it was last week here. Working with synchronicities, letting synchronicity be your guide, letting the signs that you were keeping a book of signs, letting those signs pop up in your life again and again and again. It's about your life rhyming and it starts to make sense to you. And you really start to get this sense of feeling guided which is such a good feeling. It's a relief. It makes you not feel so alone in the world. And it doesn't matter why it works, what you attribute it to, your guides, your gods, nothing, your higher self. Once you're doing it and it's working, you don't care why. You're just thrilled that it's working. You get a real sense of purpose and like the universe is supporting you in a way. So um, at the end of each game, not every game, but a lot of the games, he has little rules So I thought I'd read the rules to you before moving on to the other thing I wanted to talk about, um, the other game. (laughs) So the game of, how does he, what does he say? Look for the spiral question mark. So the game of looking for the spiral question mark, here are the rules for that. Game rules for asking the spiral question. One, notice when a life situation or an encounter with a new person strongly resembles a pattern or relationship in your past. That's probably happened to you if you're over the age of like 10. (laughs) Two, recollect how things worked out before. Three, harvest the lessons from the past situation and apply them so that 
Whether you choose to re-enter a familiar situation or to step away from it, you are doing so with greater awareness of all that is involved. And then four, resolve to step off the wheel of repetition and follow the spiral path of personal growth so that when things repeat, you can handle them more wisely. Yay! And again, if you like that, go check out the episode, Walking the Spiral Path Toward Expansion. He just said it a lot more succinctly <laughs> than I do there, but that's, that's it. Um, isn't that cool? I think that is a fabulous spiritual practice because I truly believe that we each kind of have our pet issues and lessons. And if I want to get deeper with it, I think they serve our soul's purpose, that we have these lessons to bring out the best in ourselves. And, um, you know, you may have asked for something that you're not prepared for, something big, that you don't even understand what all it entails. And I believe that the universe, your higher self, starts to be prepare you by, by showing you, you know, by handing you these lessons and like, you know, are you sure you want that thing? Cause you got to learn all this stuff first. And so the sooner you can move in a spiral instead of just a circle spinning your wheels and repeating the same mistakes again and again and again, the better. So the second game I want to talk about is game number 16 in the book. Game number 16, consult the index card oracle. And this is the one I was really excited to talk about today because oracle cards and tarot decks are so popular. So many people are creating new ones. Um, companies are just turning them out. People are collecting them like maniacs. It's a thing, people. <laughs> and then a lot of people are starting to create their own just DIY style for their own businesses and stuff or just for creative projects. This is a really cool, interesting thing. The way he first presents it is actually he made up this game that you can play at a party. So if you have like a spiritual group that you meet with or a coven or just like a really badass tight group of friends that likes to get together for solstices and things like that or a really groovy book club, this is something you guys could all try together. I feel like you need a certain number of people like it's not going to work that great maybe with three people but if you got a nice group maybe like a dozen people or so it could be fabulous and if you have like a hippie woo-woo family like one I'm super impressed that's awesome <laughs> and two this will be like a fun thing to do at the next family gathering as well but basically what he has you do is each person thinks of a story in their life, an important story, an impactful story, a memorable story, perhaps with a lesson. And then they kind of write the, a brief, more than a word, but not like the whole story on the back of an index card. Um, kind of like the, the Cliff Notes version, just, you know, they hit the high points. And then you shuffle all the cards together and then you go in a circle and each person has a question that they want to ask, just like you would working with a tarot deck or, or an oracle deck or any kind of divination tool. And you ask your question and then you pick a card from the deck and you get someone else's story, hopefully. I don't know how you avoid getting your own. <laughs> um, but anyway, and then that is your message, you know, and then you can sit and talk about it as a group and the person can tell their story in greater detail and you can start to pull out the threads of how that answers your question. And isn't that fun? And it's just, that is a display 
disposable one-time only Oracle deck for that moment, which makes it cool too. So then you could like burn it in a ritual fire afterward and you've had this whole bonding experience. I just, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. The way that I think it would be really fun too, and he, he, he mentions this as well, but I wanted to emphasize this because I know a lot of you walk a solo path. You're a solitary practitioner. You don't have a big group of people that you can get together and do that with, or maybe you do and you would like to do this as well. And that is to create your own deck this way. So he actually, it's interesting in creating the book of signs that I talked about in last Thursday's video, he recommends spending like five years tracking your life so that you can then flip through this book of like the synchronicities and signs and symbols that have showed up in your life and you can do it, you can use it for like bibliomancy, you know? So just like I was saying, you ask a question, like you would to the group, well, you do that with your book of oracles or your, I'm sorry, your book of signs and you flip to a page and it's kind of working with that spiral question again. It like brings up something from your own life. So it's like a deeply, deeply personal oracle. But what's interesting is with this index deck, this index card oracle, he's saying you could just do it in a, in a few months. You write down on the, you buy a big stack of index cards and anytime a really impactful symbol, synchronicity or dream or just something cool like that crosses your path, you write it on an index card. And he's saying after a few months, you're going to have this oracle deck. So um, that's cool. And if you're like me, and you're in your 40s, you probably could sit there and think of a whole bunch <laughs> just from your life, you know, if you're if you're in a hurry, if you want to create this deck pretty fast, you know, you could start thinking, you know, well, this happened and that happened. Or if you're a lifelong journaler, you could start like going through, oh, well, where's, where was that dream that I had last fall? And maybe making an index card with that. And probably the bigger, the better. I don't see that it could be too big, um, but you get a good deck going and then you have your own super duper personal oracle deck basically and I mean you can get really crafty with it you could you can now I don't know the websites to tell you but you could just google blank oracle deck cards or blank cards what is there's a website I feel like it's blank playing cards that you can google too but it's to make your own deck so you could just buy one of those and get really artsy and creative I think it's best if the backs of the card all match. So you could just leave them white or maybe just get a sticker so they all match. You could buy a set of stickers that you stick on the back in the center of each card so it actually has some cohesive. You could use stamps, a rubber stamp. I'm starting to get excited thinking about it. I have not done this, but thinking about it is really, really fun. Um, you know, so you have a deck and then you just bust it out in the future when you have a question and instead of your tarot deck and, and there are signs, symbols and synchronicities and dreams from your own life. And I think the main message that I get from reading Robert Moss's book and just in my own life working with um, symbolism and synchronicity is that it is so personal. It was it's like what I was saying last month about correspondences being so personal. So, I mean, it makes sense, right? To create an Oracle out of that. <sighs> Can you believe too, I'm looking at the time. I still have three minutes and I'm totally done. I said everything I want to say about this. 
And uh, <laughs> the sound quality was perfect last week. Finally, oh, maybe not perfect, but as perfect as it's going to get using the equipment that I have. I hope this episode was too. Thank you so much to those of you who have donated to pay for that upgrade for me. It's 40 bucks a month. So if you guys want to support the show and staying ad-free um, so you don't have to listen to me talk about why you need to buy such and such, <laughs> such and such toothpaste or these Depends undergarments or whatever. <laughs> You can go to the sidebar, the left-hand sidebar on my website, and you'll see it. It's big and bright, a big donation button, and you can donate however much you want, a dollar if you feel like it. Um, but thank you to those of you who have taken the time to do that. I hope you had an amazing solstice. If you still want to work with the summer solstice module, it's really about working with the energies of summer. It's not something that you have to do on the solstice. It's something you can do whenever. Um, I don't make them like that. It's not a, a Wiccan thing. It's more of just taking cues from the season. So if you feel like doing that, you can you can do that anytime in June or, or July. It's totally cool. And you can find that, whatever, on my website here, there, and everywhere. You can find it on Gum Road. It's not hard to find the Summer Solstice Module of the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year. And until we meet again, much love to you. Peace. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.